Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Good News Saturday, and we are in the month of February. No, I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's February. I said it in yesterday's show. Like the fact that it's February already. We're already through a month of 2023. I don't understand it. It's just it, I blinked since the last time we did our last Good News show in January, and here we are again. You know, it does feel like we just did do. Um, the good news, but I gotta tell you, January was not a slow month. January, uh, or January was a slow month. I would rather say January just. Was you like, think? Yeah. For for me, I blinked and it was gone. You know, it just was one of those months that disappeared before I even realized. You know, it just was one of those months. I can't say it was long. Can't say it was beautiful. Yeah. Can't say it was short. It's just a month. It, well, but you know, we're back here again as fast yeah, or so, as slow as, as it was. We're back here again for good news. I'm happy to be back here um, so quickly. And How many good news stories do you got for us this Yeah, month? I have four good news stories for this month. And, you know, these stories for this episode i'd say follow a trend you know sometimes we have a trend that goes on in these good news episodes i'd say the trend for this episode and for these stories is just unique like these are just very different stories ones that i wouldn't typically find and oh i'm excited i mean you know it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a very fun episode i'd say all right then kick it off what do you got for your first good news story all right so the first one i really had to pick because you and I were just talking about being outdoors and just loving the outdoors the other day, uh, especially growing up. And this story, I mean, this kid loves the outdoors more than anyone I've ever met in my life. Anyone I've ever heard of in my life. Cause Isaac is 14. He's been sleeping outdoors for over a thousand days. Oh, he's been purposefully, you know, intentionally sleeping outdoors every night for the past 1,000 days since he was 11. He went camping at one point when he was 11, got to sleep outdoors doing that, realized how much he enjoyed it, realized how much he loved it, and initially he he said, I'm just going to sleep outside for 10 days. 10 days. And then that turned into a year. Then he just decided, why not just continue this for as long as I can? I'm loving it. I'm having fun with it. And so ever since then, ever since he was 11, he has been sleeping outside um, in the backyard pretty much. And he's slept through everything, right? So he has slept with broken bones. Uh, he's oh. had a broken wrist twice and it has continued to sleep outside. He has slept in the heat. He slept in the cold. Mind you, he's from Minnesota. So he slept. In oh, so it's cold. He's literally slept in minus 38 degree temperatures and still been outside. And he had there was one point when he had a 102 fever, a pretty solid fever going on. Still slept outdoors in the snow. Mind you, they set up a spot in the snow or like around the snow, really. So he could set up a tent and sleep outside with a 102 degree fever even well, when a black you can bear say was spotted he's following a passion even when a black bear was spotted in their backyard he was back outside in 30 minutes and slept outside that night just this kid absolutely loves the outdoors 
He loves being outside as much as possible, and he does have one dream. He's not trying to break any world records. He's not trying to, you know, really just be famous or anything like that for what he's doing. Not trying to grab attention. He just loves being outdoors, and his one dream, his one goal is that when he takes a trip to Washington, D.C. here soon, he's hoping that he can get an invitation from the president to sleep and camp on the White House lawn. <laughs> That's well, his one goal. That's his one dream. And just like, I, I this story is awesome. I, I love this. Well, we're going to have to keep following that story because... Yeah, no, this is definitely one that has to stay on the radar and stay kind of in my memory bank for sure because I want to know if this happens. Yeah, me too. I need to know, is he going to sleep on the White House lawn? Let's make it happen. That would be a story to tell when he's on there. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, it's one of those things where he's planning to continue doing this all throughout college. And who knows how far he can take it? You know, I'm ve- I'm going to be very curious to see over the years how far he actually goes. What do you got for your next good news story? All right. So we all scroll through TikTok and we all use TikTok. You know, it's just one of the most popular popular apps in the world and i think sometimes it's understated how much good it can actually do for for some people and this is a perfect example of that so keith lee is a rather popular food reviewer and tiktok creator tiktok content creator and he loves just going around to restaurants food trucks you name it that may not get a lot of customers, maybe rather underserved, you know, don't get a lot of attention, pretty empty, and loves to try and do everything he can to just absolutely turn that around. And there was a food truck in Las Vegas called Southern Taste Seafood that was no different, just wasn't getting a lot of attention. Uh, The owner, Gary Shanks, said that on a typical day, he would have brought in about 50 to $200 in revenue. Now, Lee turned this around in a matter of two to three videos because he was going, just going on a bike ride, heading back home in Las Vegas when he just happened to see the truck. Now, mind you, he he bikes all the time. He had never seen this truck before. So he stopped by, walked up, looked at the menu, but he realized that there was a bit of an issue because he's allergic to shellfish. But Gary Shanks, the owner... He offered to make Lee a burger and some fries and some catfish. If he would just come back the next day, he would get a chance to use fresh oil, fresh utensils, fresh dishes. So that's what he did. Lee came back the next day, got the food, and gave it an amazing review on one of his TikTok videos, on one of his TikTok reviews, uh, an 8.5 for the fries and a 9.5 for the burger, and proceeded to donate $450 to uh, shanks for the meal and the $450 had actually come from fan donations on Lee's TikTok from a live stream he had done not long before but that's not where this story ends okay because of that review the donations headed towards shanks just flooded they just absolutely started flooding in and Lee said in a follow-up video that shanks had made thirty thousand dollars in donations alone without selling a single thing. People were just donating to Shanks for 
you know, after seeing this video and people were calling, just wanting to say hello, wanting to chat and his customer levels skyrocketed. Mind you, before again, I was saying he was making about 50 to $200 a day in revenue. Guess how much that increased, Chris? How much? 900% per day. 900% per day. The customer uptick has been astronomical. People all from all around the country, New York, New Jersey, Arizona, California, you name it. People are coming from everywhere to this food truck. And Lee was Social media can be good for the better. It really can be. And this story really goes to prove it. It can do just some amazing things. And, you know, for a food truck, it's, you know, food trucks, I feel like don't get as much love as they, as they should. No, because you can get some really good. You you can get some of the best food from a, from a food truck. And the fact that Lee was able to using his platform, using his, you know, following and his influence, was able to really just turn this entire business around and just completely transform Shanks's life. It's incredible. I love this. What do you got for your third good news story this morning? All right. So for my third good news story, a jacket is trying to make it back to its original community. Now, no, no, this is, this is not some, you know, trippy Disney movie here. A leather jacket that was believed to have been made in the 1850s ended up showing up in a package of other clothes and other items at a vintage shop in the UK. Vintage is their specialty. And so as soon as they saw this jacket, they knew that there was something special about it just through, you know, through their own words. They they were saying because of the softness of the leather, the beadwork, the stitching, all of it, they immediately realized that there was just something special to this. And they have gone out of so far out of their way and done so much to try and get this jacket to where it belongs. They've contacted researchers. They've contacted experts in this kind of thing. Um, you know, in anthropology to try and get this jacket back to where it belongs. And they think they found the connection that it belonged to one of the indigenous tribes that began in Canada. And so they are trying to find a way to a confirm that be get it back to them so that they can have that piece of history. Again, it's from the 1850s is in almost perfect condition, you know, instead of selling it, instead of just going ahead and making it part of their inventory, selling it off and, you know, making the profit, whatever they they've gone so far out of their way. They've been so dedicated to try and get this jacket back to its community. Talk about really going out of their way because they could have seen this and been like, wow, this is really something special, high price tag, and sell it. But so to easily. get it back to the original owner is just amazing. Well, and you've definitely, you know, we can definitely see examples where that would have happened, where it just would have been, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Here's a price tag. Here's the profit. You know, it would have been so easy to do and could have happened so fast and no one would have ever blinked. So the fact that they did take the time, the fact that they have continued to take the time to contact experts, to contact researchers, to try and get in touch with the community itself to make this happen. It's something beyond what you typically see. Yeah, exactly. What do you got for your fourth and final good news story this morning? All right. So I had to finish it off with an adorable story here. And this just, this throws me back to my days growing up, you know, my, my very young toddler days. Uh, 
Because two-year-old Juliana visited with her family a pet store in, in Tampa, Florida. And she immediately fell in love and laid her eyes on George. George, the tree frog. Yeah, she adored this frog. Which is okay. not something yeah, it's not something you typically hear. Absolutely adored this frog and begged her mom to to buy it, to get it for her, until, you know, her mom just could not say no. The heart gave in and they they ended up going home with a tree frog. <laughs> and the two are practically inseparable. Uh George will perch on her shoulder while she's watching TV. He'll sit on the table right next to her when she's eating breakfast in the morning. She'll take him on walks around the house. Like these two go everywhere together. Besties for life. Eh? Besties <laughs> for life. And it's a tree frog. Like, yeah. I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's not a dog. It's not a cat. Tree frog. And she loves this frog so much that he is the first thing that she asks for when she wakes up in the morning. Her first words in the morning are always baby frog. How old is she? Two years old. That's even more impressive. Two years old and is ab- just absolutely adores this tree frog. And they're, they're just such best friends. And, you know, it just made me realize as I was reading this and writing down the notes for it. It doesn't matter if it's a dog, if it's a cat, if it's a frog. Just yeah. these connections with pets that we can have, no matter how old you are, is... It's truly wonderful and so heartwarming, and th- this is why pets are incredible. You know, I, I I think this might be my favorite good news story, just off of the pure cuteness of it. Oh, it's amazing. You know, I usually don't pick uh, favorite good news stories, but this one, just the cuteness of it, pulls on your heartstring a little bit. Uh, just a little bit, and I think, you know, it was the perfect way to end out this show. Just something so adorable so heart touching something that just again throws me back to when i was a toddler you know three years old four years old and we were you know getting what i knew was my family dog we had a dog before that but i never remembered him so i remember getting the dog that we had for you know almost 15 years and that experience was was about the same just absolutely incredible Well, that is the end of this Saturday morning. Good news story for the month of February. We will be back here tomorrow morning for what to expect for the week of February 5th. Until then, everybody, stay warm and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.